0: at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
1: This podcast is brought to you by... No one. Okay, what damage do you have? Talent. Just the tires are spotted. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hand the mic over to a man. A man who is ribbed for your pleasure. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out, and away we go.
0: Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax. For the Park it in My Ferme show.
1: Here is your host, Cody. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, it's your main squeeze, Caldy, aka the Caldoponymous. And it's episode 52 as I lurk near the watering holes. Lapping up all the juicy, good, tasty Formula One user discussion. Nom, 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 nom. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Watch out. Watch out there, Big Chief. That's right. Right there. Right there. It's a deadly, deadly thing you're about to walk into. It is my firmate now. If you wouldn't mind just parking it on up in there, as it is the parking in my firmate show. The show that talks all the news, opinions, discussions, results, cancelled, races, contract talks, F1 apps being hacked, and more. It's the number one Formula One podcast out there, according to myself, and I'm never wrong. You've heard the predictions. George Russell will score points eventually. And what a humongous, colossus, gigantic show we have on offer for you today. We have so much to cover. This episode will probably go for five hours. Don't look at the runtime. I'll make sure it goes a lot less. So make sure that vino glass is topped up to the tippity top, almost overflowing, but not quite... The tannins are breathing quite nicely. Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. And we're up to episode number 52 here, but don't panic if you've missed any of the other episodes. Head on over to the website, parkanditmyfairmay.com, to download all the previous episodes, and trust me, you'll want to do that. also, merch store is coming soon. So watch this space so you can look fresh when you're out and about representing your pimp. Merch. Better yet, Look at that listing device and make sure you gently caress and stroke the subscribe and follow button like it was your lover. That way you can hear my sexy, smooth, soothing sounds two times a week. And who doesn't want to do that? But tonight, we're going to go through every single thing that happened on the weekend, all of it. And I'm sure that Michael Massey is still handing out some five-second penalties. That was a little ridiculous. The Australian Grand Prix has been cancelled for this year as well. Honda... Sticking around with Red Bull for a little bit longer, F1 app was attacked, and a new segment called You Can't Be Serious, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly will be back, oh, of course. Oh, that's the stuff. And of course, your stat of the week, well, ooh that is a big show, a big, big show. So pull up a chair, put your feet up, close your eyes, and enjoy the show. Okay, so race two in Austria, back to back, and the third leg of the triple header is over. And it was all Red Bull again, with Max Verstappen cruising to a victory and his 50th podium. Huge congratulations to him, it was such a dominant performance and he looked so comfortable out there. So, could we be saying that the Mercedes domination era is officially dead? Well, it's, it's on life support, it's pretty close to it. Again, we were promised wet weather and it didn't fucking deliver. But it will still be a fascinating weekend. That was much, much more action-packed than the previous race there. And lucky too. If Austria starts putting on the shit shows, then we'll... We've been blessed this season with. Then uh, may not be the circuit for doubleheaders in the future. No, no I kid. I kid. It's the perfect circuit for doubleheaders. Although they didn't put on a good weekend and the views though from the circuit were immaculate. the scenery, the picturesque quality? Austria. Spielberg. Is it Spielberg? 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 Yep. Anyway, it's now time to break down everything that happened session by session and look at how it all unfolded and why. There were so many fucking five second penalties handed out. Let's start with FP1 and there was a theme. It's going to present itself throughout all of free practice and the weekend in general. That theme was traffic. Now, what did you expect there? Are 20 cars on the track at any time. And the circuit is smaller than Yuki Tsunoda's penis. And just like Yuki Tsunoda's penis, there are 20 men going as fast as they can around it. Okay, that didn't really make a lot of sense. Ignore that joke. Speaking of Alpha AlphaTauri's though, both drivers face traffic in FP1. Let's take a listen to... First, Gasly running into some traffic, followed up by Sonoda when an Alfa Romeo and a Williams got into both of their ways.
0: I get traffic every.
1: <laughs> way, nobody gives a, That's a so. It's really gonna change now. Yeah, f- idiot, this guy. I mean, Gasly's race engineer was right though. What? What are you gonna do about him? Yeah. But it, it isn't really gonna help. But change it now. He's right. So fucking carry on, mate. FP2 was much of the same. It was now Max's turn to get pissed off, and don't you dare ask him what happened.
0: I'm not even going to say
1: what the f- happened. What happened? No, I'm not going to f- say it. People are blind. Wait, Max. Maxie Bond. Uh, what happened out there, man? A lot of people running wide, like Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc as well, but other than that, there wasn't too much going on. FB3, again, nothing. Just going through the motions, just getting ready, tiptoeing around that circuit, because cost cap. Cost cap, cost cap, cost cap. Don't want a damage car now. But it was time for some qualifying, though, and it was business as usual for Q1, although the biggest surprise there was the Alpines with the difference between them. Alonso set the third fastest time in Q1, only outdriven by Verstappen and Lando Norris, but, but Ocon... On the other hand was struggling quite a lot missing out on advancing into q2 leaving Quali with the two houses nikita mazepin and mick schumacher nicholas latifi joins them as well and Kimi raikkonen but the biggest dick move by a driver other than in the race of course came in q2 when alonso at the very end of the session was blisteringly quick looking like he was going to be top four top five easily and looking to set that lap time, but remember when I mentioned that there uh, there can be a lot of traffic on the second. Well, lo and behold, look what happened. Have a listen.
0: The car park should have sorted itself out by the time Alonso rises over this crest and then doesn't see. Six cars in the way, all trying to oh. get a gap, but he is going to get a little bit of traffic and he's been held up by the Aston Martin there of Sebastian Vettel. What the f-? I cannot believe it. We need a mate. We were top 3, top 4 today. So we're gonna go in about 5 seconds. I don't think we make it. Okay, we... go ahead of them then. Go, 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 one. Go. go, go, go. Yeah, blast. Go, go, Alonso 2. Yeah, I know. Go to Delta and keep it negative. Why did
1: you not tell me about Alonso?
0: I did say. Okay.
1: Mm, Vettel at the end. Why did you not tell me about Alonso? Um, he did fucking tell you about Alonso. The thing about Vettel is he is very crafty, motherfucker, and will do whatever he can to make himself look good. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Oh, I didn't hear that. Multi twenty one said. Multi twenty one. And wouldn't you know it? But Vettel makes it through to Q three, and Alonso didn't. The two Ferraris also join him, Carlos Sainz, the smooth operator, and Charles Leclerc as well, with racing car Jesus, Antonio Giovinazzi, and no surprises that Denny Rick joins him. Now, I, I hate to say there's no surprise, because we're at that point now where it's not a surprise anymore that Denny Rick isn't going into Q3. His way season in the McLaren failing uh, to make it into Q3, but but wait, hold on a sec. Hold up, what did- what is that? Have I forgotten to mention someone's name? I bet you're sweet behind I have. Going into Q3 was George Russell. Take a listen as he finds out the news. Talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, currently
0: Pete 10 So we're through. We're through, mate. Well done.
1: Oh, boys. On the mediums. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Nice one. Now time for Q3 and Max Verstappen put on a fucking clinic sitting at a time of 103.720. Only four one-hundredths quicker than P2. Four one-hundredths. Oh, and sorry, that's not the shocking bit? That P2? Well, it's none other than Mr. Lando Norris. Take a listen. I did the best I could. Okay, mate, I hope you're sitting down. P2, P2. Let's go boys! <laughs> awesome job! Alex, well done! Oh, awesome job! Well done, mate, great job! Vamos! Great job, man! Amazing qualifier! Yeah, well done! Was. Amazing effort by him. Perez was third, so no Mercedes in the top three. Gasly qualifies P6 because of, of course he fucking does. And good on George Russell getting into Q3 and still not qualifying 10th. He improved. And got into P9, one spot up on Lance Stroll. Bettle was handed a three-grid spot penalty for what happened with Alonso in Q2. So, in the end, George Russell starting P8. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna happen, guys. He's finally gonna score himself some points. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. But it's race time, and there was still no fucking rain in the area at all. This is fucking bullshit. Bring on the rain. Uh, Anyway, it's lights out and away we go. Only the one lap one incident with Ocon becoming the embarrassment sandwich himself, getting squeezed like a tube of toothpaste and completely fucking that right front tire. Take a listen to the call by Crofty.
0: He gets to turn three. He's the filling in a sandwich between Mick Schumacher on the outside and Antonio Giovinazzi on the inside and Giovinazzi uh,
1: clips his front right. Now it was only a couple of laps later Lap 4 Where we got the second moment of the race As Max has already started getting himself a nice handy lead Perez took the restart after the safety car To try and make a move on Lando Norris In what would be the most ironic moment of the race Perez tried to go around the outside Norris said Hold your horses cowboy Not on my watch yee And he closed the door. Forcing Perez onto the gravel. Perez wasn't happy about it either. Take a listen. Sergio Perez now, turn four, trying to go the long way round the outside.
0: His duel continues with Lando Norris as he now goes onto the gravel. And he loses six
1: or seven places as a result of that. He pushed me off. Now let's see if Perez learned anything from that moment. Norris would pick up a five-second penalty as a result. Listen to his channel, his inner Kimi Raikkonen when he was told the news. We have a five-second penalty, we have a five-second penalty, but it's okay at the moment. For what? The gap, don't worry about it now, the gap to Daniel is 24.9. Yeah, whatever. If it's for Ted Lovewell, not what did the guy expect trying to go around the outside? In the midst of all that, Yuki Tsunoda went into the pits wrong and crossed the white line and got himself a five-second penalty. We move ahead to lap 20 with Perez out of the way. Lewis Hamilton started to hunt on Lando in P2. And this was really entertaining to watch as the two Brits fought it out. Lando with some amazing defending and Lewis looking to pounce. Take a listen at the moment when Sir Lewis Hamilton eventually got past Mr Lando Norris. Hamilton is going to
0: dive down the inside at turn four and maybe Norris's tyres are going off a little bit because Hamilton had that move done an awful lot earlier than he might have been expecting.
1: Such a great driver, Lando. Hamilton sustained damage to his car at some point. His pace was compromised and Bottas, who had now passed Norris, was chasing down Sir Lewis Hamilton But like a good boy, he just kept his distance and was awaiting further instructions. But then the message came over the radio. I would never have thought to hear from Mercedes. They actually said this, and I'm not even making this up. Bottas, you're free to race Hamilton. What the fuck? I couldn't believe it. I thought I must have been dreamy. Bottas was easily able to pass Hamilton, and we move on. I mean, I think Hamilton obviously let him. He knew what was happening on there, but Bottas was being a very, very good boy there. I think he knows uh, he needs to be on his best behavior if he wants to stick around. Hamilton signed an extension. That's his best chance of getting one too. We move even further along lap 41. Perez has to defend against a red hot Charles Leclerc. And remember what happened to him all the way back on lap one? And he thinks, yeah, that's not a bad strategy. Perez then forces Leclerc off the track. You can see the Scarlet Ferrari and they touch and this time it's Leclerc that
0: goes off into the gravel.
1: Perez gets himself a five second penalty for it. Six laps later Leclerc tries again and Perez thinks to himself it worked so well the first time around. Why not just try it again?
0: There's nothing to separate these two cars. Round the outside Go, Charles Leclerc. You don't overtake there, round the outside. And that's why Leclerc goes off into the gravel. Come on,
1: this guy's a f- Get all the f- Perez gets himself another five-second penalty. Then Zunoda forgets how to enter the pits again and gets another five-second penalty. Hold on. What's this? No, no, no. Stop. Stop everything. What's this? George Russell is currently driving in the points, and there aren't many laps left in the race. He's going to do it. He's finally going to do it and score a point for Willing... Oh, no Wait. Never mind. Alonso caught him and overtook him. <sighs> lap 71, the final lap. It is all good now. Just comfortably driving to the checkered flag and don't stress about anything at all. Oh, no, no. We couldn't have nice things because Kimi Räikkönen and Seb Vettel forgot how to drive and crashed into each other. On the last lap. Seriously, the two drivers with five world championships between them, 500 races between them, can't manage to finish a race without an incident. Take a listen. And there was a bit of an incident on in the last lap, I think beto
0: uh, getting involved here as well and Raikkonen. Two very very good friends as well. Ah, uh, no. There was seven. Yeah, I can see it, but... I don't know. don't know what happened there, I just focused on uh, getting a clean run down to six
1: but it was the Max Verstappen show. He comfortably won the race. Take a listen as Max crosses the line with ease and gets another victory.
0: They came, they saw, he conquered. Max Verstappen wins the Austrian Grand Prix. Great job, Max, great job. Hold fastest lap, race win. We do better than last week. The car was on rails on every tire. Incredible guys. That
1: was clinical, Max. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, congrats everyone. That's just amazing. Let's
1: keep this up. Bottas gets himself a nice second place there that no one seemed to really care about at all and Norris crosses in P3. Take a listen on to the radio message for Lando Norris. That's P3. P3. Okay, Lando, you're on the podium, so we'll be driving to the grid again. It's the same deal as yesterday.
0: Yeah, good job. I'm I'm not happy. Should have been P2, but good improvement from last weekend. We were fighting them and we were better, so yeah. Sorry about Lap 1, but I
1: don't know what I should have done. Yeah mate, I know you about that, but don't worry about it. Ironically, he got a penalty for doing the same thing later. You got driver of the day. George Russell's so disappointed to see him miss out on the points, but I think that's only because he's saving something special for Silverstone. Nah, no, just kidding. He won't score any points there either. Too fast that track for him, the car's too slow. Take a listen to the disappointment in his voice with that one.
0: Okay George, good job mate, good job. So that is P11, that's P11. So go in lap.
1: Uh, sorry guys, I did everything I could. Was that enough today? I it. it was just too quick.
0: Yeah, I don't apologize, that was, that was Nagga. That was really, really good. So good job.
1: But that is the absolute breakdown of everything that happened in the second Austrian circuit Grand Prix this year. I wasn't so as so I guess it was technically the first Austrian uh, GP of the year, and the only one. So what do you guys think? Did I miss out on anything? I think I covered it all pretty well. Oh, Paul the rest in the commentary box. Not bad at all. I think I like it. You're in a bit of trouble, Martin Brundle. You are in a bit of trouble, but hey, 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 hey. It's time for the news. news news, 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 news Coldy, Formula One news Pocket in my firm Formula One news It's the pimp news, pimp news Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news Pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now Pocket in my firm Formula One news, pimp news, yeah It is the pimp news, whistle man Do your (laughs) thing Alright, we've got a lot of news to cover today, and we're going to start with the breaking news from yesterday. The Australian Grand Prix for 2021 has been cancelled. Again, second year in a row. Victorian Sports Minister Martin Padula said this, Formula 1 and MotoGP require assurances and undertakings and guarantees this week about the conduct of those events. There are a few months to go, but they need to plan. And they need to have contingencies in place given the very low national two-dose vaccination numbers and given the decision of national cabinet on friday we're simply not in a position to give f1 management or MonoGP the sport uh, the sorts of assurances they require some 1600 visitors in november with the bes- uh, bespoke quarantine arrangements needed really makes it extremely difficult for us to give those organizations the guarantee they require Now, this is kind of frustrating. I was definitely planning on heading over to Melbourne to check out the Grand Prix in November. But, but, because we're lazy with our vaccinations, we're not getting them out quick enough, the public can't get them, it's a shambles. I mean, yes, we've had a few spikes of COVID, actually, lately, so we're starting to get some, but compared to the rest of the world, we're, we're in a great spot. But then, now the government's getting complaints... And we're not getting our vaccines. It's getting a bit too slow. We need to hurry this up so we can get back to some normality. I want F1 back in Australia. I've already reached out to uh, a couple of track owners that are around Australia. The only problem is we don't have another circuit anywhere throughout Australia that is a um, grade one FIA circuit. Got a couple of grade twos i'm sure they could be modified i'm sure people are willing to spend the money isolate him, get him into a bubble oh we'll make it work come on come on let's don't give up hope. moving on lewis hamilton did he sign a contract oh my god what i'm sorry is it july and lewis hamilton has signed a contract it's usually a lot later than that this is what he's had to say it's hard to believe it it's nearly been nine years working with this incredible team And I'm super excited we're going to be able to continue our partnership for two more years. We've accomplished so much together, but we still have a lot more to achieve. Both on and off the track, I'm incredibly proud and grateful of how Mercedes has supported me in my drive to improve diversity and equality in the sport. They have held themselves accountable and made important strides in creating a more diverse team and inclusive environment. As we enter in a new era of F1 from 2022 onwards, there can be no better driver to have in our team than Lewis. Now, this is what to- that's, Toto had to say. His achievements in the sport speak for themselves. With his experience, speed, and racecraft, he is at the peak of his powers. We are relishing the battle we have on our hands this year, and that's why we also wanted to agree to this contract early so we have no distractions from the competition on track. I have already said that as long as Lewis still possesses the fire for racing, he can continue as long as he wants. So that was what Toto Wolff had to say. Now we're going to talk about this a little bit more in the next episode so we can dive into and uncover all the juicy, sexy details. But of course, if you're Mercedes, you want to get this job done as quickly as possible. Despite what is happening on the driver's standings right now, Lewis Hamilton is the best driver of all time. He's the go right now if you could get him in your team in your car in that seat you get him in that seat But yeah like I said next episode we'll go through a lot more detail I'll cover everything what that means for Valtteri Bottas as well moving on oh there's a lot of news today Honda Uh, Honda assembling red Rule engines until the end of 2022 so all of next season as well obviously as we gear ourselves up within Red Bull Powertrains, Trains 2022 will be a transitionary year, said Christian Horner so we're working with Honda to have a soft landing where the engines will be continued to be assembled in Sakura 2022 before the process is being taken in our new facility in time for 2023 now obviously they've got the engine freeze happening uh, next year so whatever engine you have uh, that'll be in place in 2025 when the new regulations come in for that as well. So, I think Red Bull have played this perfectly. They've timed it well. Honda are going to continue to make their engines next year. They're going to learn. They're going to adapt. And then Red Bull will be able to just pick it up. Do it from their factory the year after. I love it. Simple, simple. F1 confirms that their app was attacked. The F1 app first sent out a message saying, Foo. Foo. That was followed up by another saying, Hmm, I should really check my security, smiley face. F1 said it has no reason to believe user data was compromised during the attack. And f one statement said, Our investigation confirms that the targeted attack was limited to the push notification services. We will continue to investigate, review and improve safety measures. But at this time, we have no reason to believe that any customer data has been accessed during this incident. Hey, I, I had a little giggle out of it because I know how technologically backwards the FIA are. Yes, they've got all the gizmos and gadgets on the track, but they, they're archaic. They're run by old white men, and I don't know if you've ever watched your dad try and upload something to Facebook or comment on a post or something like that. It's embarrassing at times. But, hey, we've covered everything that's going on. That is... The news. You can't. You can't. You can't be serious. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Alright. It's time for a new segment. It's called You Can't Be Serious. You can't be serious. It's where we actually talk about the dumbest moment from the weekend we used to eat our embarrassment sandwich I got full so I put it down and now we're going to talk about how you can't be serious now this week you can't be serious moment goes to Michael Massey race director at the Austrian GP handing out five second penalties like he was Oprah you get a penalty you get a penalty the fans want wheel to wheel racing Michael Massey you can't you can't Michael Massey, you can't be serious. We're finally getting a product on TV that people can get behind. Michael Massey, you can't. Michael Massey, you can't. Can't be serious. Would you be happy if every race was like Monica? No overtaking, no yellow flags, no drama, no fun. You like not having fun, Michael? Well... That's the world we are heading to, with you in charge. Shape Up or F1 will return to unwatchable swill. All because of you. Michael Massey, you can't. Michael Massey, you can't. You can't. You can't be serious. You can't. You can't. You can't be serious. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Now, stuff for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man! Formula One, stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. I'm a stat man. Oh, short, sharp and shiny stat today. All about Max Verstappen. As Max Verstappen got his 50th podium. He got the race win too, but his 50th podium over the weekend as well. He has as many podiums as Jensen Button in his whole career. Think about that. He's also the youngest by quite a margin, 250 podiums. I'm telling you, it's just a short, sharp, shiny, simple stat of the week. Uh, He's a stat, man. Ooh, that was a good stat. That was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a good good stat. You know it was. He's a stat, man. Hey, let's go on with the show. It's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And with a race on the weekend we need to break down everything that happened all the good all the bad and all the ugly oh there was so much going on out there so much that we need to discuss because how are you guys supposed to know what happened if uh uncle Cordy's not going through it with you so let's start with the good fernando alonso jeez, he was quick in that alpine wasn't he he was third fastest in Q1. He he looked great. Lando Norris and Verstappen were quicker, but he looked great. If it wasn't for Seb Vettel, it would be an entirely different weekend for him. Absolutely amazing drive by him in that uh, tube of toothpaste, which is the Alpine. I thought he'd be closer to where Ocon is than where he is right now. They look fantastic. Max Verstappen is the good as well because, my God, you can't fault him you cannot fault Max for stabbing he had an incredible, incredible weekend again fastest lap, pole position got the race win, that's the triple crown he just looks amazing out there so you can't he's probably driver of the day too and he didn't get it, Lando got it but I think that's only because Max wasn't on TV, he wasn't having the struggle and that's you know, it sucks he's punished for being too good at the sport Lando Norris is also the good because he looked fantastic. P2 in quality, P3 in the race on the podium yet again. Well done, Lando Norris. The good. Sir Lewis Hamilton. I mean, you can't fault him. Yes, he started, was it P4? And I think he ended up finishing P4 as well. He had a lot of issues with the tyres. Not with the tyres, but with the car itself. Picked up some damage at some point had to get overtaken by his teammate, but you look at the battles he got in throughout the race. For a guy with a damaged car, he was pushing it to Lando, able to overtake Lando Norris. He was, you know, really able to have some scraps out there and he looked really good in a car that was clearly damaged. The good George Russell got into Q3 easily. P9 finishes on pole, Uh, not on pole, sorry. P9 is where he finishes, starts on the grid. And unfortunately, if it wasn't for Alonso, he'd be scoring his first Williams point. The good, Valtteri Bottas. Guy doesn't get enough credit. He didn't really do much. He he obeyed team orders to a T and got himself on the podium P two. So I don't know why all the hate is there for Valtteri Bottas because he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. But anyway, it's now time to talk about the bad because there was a bit of bad over the weekend (laughs) oh it was not all roses and sunshine and candy no 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 there was some bad we're gonna start with sergio perez two five second penalties for forcing people off the track after you got forced off the track yourself on lap one by lando norris that is bad he also started in p3 at the start of the race Didn't get a podium in a Red Bull. You know, he was getting into scraps with Charles Leclerc the whole time. He was pushed back after the restart, after the safety car, but these are all errors on you. The bad. The Ferraris. I mean, they were bad in quality. That's what the issue was. And then when the race came around, he just couldn't really keep up. I mean, yes, Leclerc got forced off the track a couple of times. Um... Sykes was able to get a nice pass as well but I expect I expect a little bit better I think we're going to start expecting a little bit better from Ferrari despite their dismal season last year the bad, the Vettel in qualifying my god man listen to your race engineer I'm not going to say it was easy for him because obviously even being a four time world champ driving a Formula 1 car around that circuit is extremely difficult I imagine I couldn't I can't even fit in the seat of a Formula One car and these guys are getting fed instruction after instruction while driving at a squillion miles an hour while trying to set up a fastest lap as well and they've got to deal with traffic you were told about Alonso you failed to get out of the way but you still managed to get into Q3 I don't know I feel like you knew exactly what was going on and you played us all like a fiddle the bad Yuki Tsunoda. Learn about the white lines into qualifying. It's not that difficult. Into the pit lane, sorry. Just just follow the white lines, mate. Don't cross them. Two five-second grid post. But, and the thing is, we raced there last weekend. And he didn't do it once. It hasn't changed. I haven't changed the circuit. I haven't changed the layout. Anyway, that was your bad for the weekend, Push. Where there's good, And where there's bad, there's also a little bit of ugly. We're going to start with Michael Massey. Now, he made him. He, he really did this to himself. When he gave Lando Norris a five-second penalty for forcing Perez off the track, that meant that every other incident that is similar to that is getting a five-second penalty too. That means that Perez gets two five-second penalties for doing the same thing to Leclerc. That means Sonoda gets two five-second penalties because he doesn't know how lines work. That's because... Uh, well Seb Vettel gets a 5 second penalty for crashing into Raikkonen at the end of the race You, we want will to will action, if you punish one person you're setting a precedent, a dangerous precedent that you've now got to follow for the rest of the race, that's why you can't Michael Massey, you can't can't be serious the ugly Austrian weather I mean, the it wasn't that's the problem. Mix it up. The hills need to be alive with the sound of raining. I mean that's I mean we're going to the UK and that's always dismal weather. So anyway. That is your good, the bad, and the ugly. Did I miss out on anything? Oh, the good as well. I have gotta chuck Paul DeResta into the good. I love having him in the commentary booth. Um, Martin Brundle. I think we're starting that transition process where Martin Brundle's gonna go part time. Do maybe like 10 races a year. Paul Restos do it the other 10. I'm sure that's already been discussed. Uh, but excellent work again. But that's your good, the bad, the ugly. If I missed out on anything, head over to the socials at Parkin' in my firm Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into those DMs. I'll be sitting there. Arms wide open. Ready to catch you. Make sure you don't hurt yourself. But that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, guys, it's come to the end of episode number 52. Ooh, ooh-wee, we're going along nicely. Next stop is episode 100. Oh, oh, we're tracing that one down very nicely. Should be able to hit it for the end of the year? But thank you so much for stopping by. Again, if you've missed out on any episodes, park it in my Download them all there, or you can d- hit the subscribe and follow button on your app you're listening to right now so you never miss out on an episode moving forward. But as always, my lovelies, my lovely jubblies, thank you so much for listening.
0: Thanks for listening.